Welcome to New City Sermon Podcast. Join us as we open God's Word to be empowered and challenged today. God is good and all the time. I'm going to be saying God is good a lot during the sermon, but I'll point to you if you're supposed to say all the time. Because I, I'm going to be also saying that God is faithful, and I don't want to get you confused. Um, today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to be looking at Psalm 100 just very briefly, and then we're going to ask some people to come forward and share some stories about how God is good and God is faithful in their life. You know, New City Fellowship started with this simple idea. If Jesus is really the king, but he's a king who hasn't let power go to his head, rather he uses his authority to sacrificially give his life away on the cross, then there's really no one like him. I I don't know anyone that has got a lot of power and it's not gone to their head, but that's Jesus. Jesus has all power and all authority in all the universe, and yet he uses that for the benefit of us as his church. And several years ago, I really latched on to this idea that if that is who Jesus is, it's really crazy that everyone isn't worshiping Jesus. It's really crazy that everyone isn't worshiping Jesus Christ. And so as we looked at the, the, the area of East Hollywood and Hallandale, and what we saw was a very diverse area uh, just east of 95 here. We thought, what would it look like if people gathered together and said, Jesus is our king, but we're not like you. And you're not like me. (laughs) But Jesus brings us together. And we really started with this idea of what would it be like for people who are very different from each other to gather to worship Jesus as king. And five years ago, we started a gathering in a home. It took us another two years from that point to have our first worship service. And here we are three years later on our third anniversary, gathering to joyfully worship King Jesus. I want to read to you Psalm 100. Psalm 100 is a psalm of thanksgiving, and it says, Let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. If Jesus has saved us, he's resurrected from the dead, we have much to be joyful about. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us, and we are his, his people the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is and his faithful love endures forever. His through all generations. This morning, I just simply want to give you this message that, that God is good and God is faithful. And I want to talk a little bit about how that's happened to how we've seen that uh, in this church. First of all, if God is good and God is faithful, what that means is we can rely on his goodness and his faithfulness. That means for us as Christians, the weight of the relationship is not on us being faithful, although we're called to be faithful, but on his faithfulness to us. And what that means is even as we started this church some years ago, we began to realize that God, because of his goodness and because of his faithfulness, he had made plenty of room for our mistakes, our errors, and our sins. We didn't have to be perfect to plant this church. And let me tell you, we were not. 
We made many mistakes, we did some stupid things, and yet we're still here. Because God is good and God is faithful. Amen, right? We started off actually very small. Our first gathering, if you can do the next slide there, our first gathering was in November of 2014. We did a four-week study on just the good news of Jesus in East Hollywood off Washington Street, just east of Federal. Just a small little gathering where we began to talk about the implications of the good news for our lives. And honestly, we didn't grow very fast. It was just one person at a time. It, it was two years from that point that we launched. We had our first public worship service. And you can go to the next slide. Here we are, our first public worship service just down the street in OB Johnson Community Center in Hallandale. Uh, it looks like maybe we had 50 people there that morning. In fact, if you were there that morning, would you just stand up real quick? Let's give a hand to these folks. Uh, because God has shown his faithfulness and goodness through giving us people that have helped build and launch this church. Um, in fact, here's a picture of some of them. That's right after the service. We didn't even have everyone in the picture because some were serving uh, in, the, in the children's ministry. Um, I look a lot younger, don't I, during that time? Uh, but in that picture, we had some amazing people. One person in particular just left of center in the gray shirt was Carol Collins. And um, some people are clapping because it was just a year ago, actually at our second anniversary, in the middle of our second anniversary, that we found out Carol Collins had passed away. Literally, during this service last year, we found out that Carol Collins had passed away. And I just want to honor her for a second because we saw so much of God's goodness and faithfulness through her. Carol was one of the first people who signed up to be part of this church plant. And as a church planner, when you start a church, everyone goes, where's your church? And you go, well, I, I, there's nothing. I don't, I don't have a building. I don't have any people. It's just me, you know. And Carol signed up for the church plant and showed up. She was at more meetings than I was. I don't even know how that's possible. But to have someone that was so committed that, that exhibited God's faithfulness in the early days of the church was just amazing. Um, Carol didn't hide this. She was part of the recovery community. And one of her great desires was for her church family and her recovery family to meet. And in God's goodness and God's faithfulness, he did that in a very unexpected way. As I said last year during this service, we found out that Carol had passed away. And a week later, we had a, a celebration of life service. And it really was a celebration of life because we knew that Carol was with Jesus Christ in heaven and was delighting in him. All her longings had been met. She was finding great joy. But what was amazing about that service was it was her church family and her recovery family coming together to celebrate her life. And even in that, we saw God is good and God is faithful, even during a very tough thing. And so we're so thankful for Carol and glad that she was able to be part of this church. But I want to share some more stories with you this morning by having some people come forward and just share about how God is good and God is faithful in their own lives. And so I'm going to ask Becky Gearhart and John McKay to come forward first. And we're going to have a little talk show up here, if that's all right. Let's welcome them up.
He's good. Yeah, he must have got his schedules. Well, Becky, it's just you then. John was supposed to share, but he forgot that he's actually share, serving with the kids this morning. So, But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what uh, John would say because he's told me. Um, first of all, let me give you the mic, Becky. <laughs> all right. We met Paul. I was going to point out Paul, but Paul came forward. Paul, raise your hand one more time just so we know who Becky's connected to. Um, how long has your family been at New City? Three months or so. We started coming the end of June. Awesome. How has God met you, or how have you seen God's goodness and faithfulness through this church family? Um, in a lot of ways. Um, we were coming from a t difficult time of transition. Um, we weren't looking for a change, but God was working, mm. and... Um, we were buying a house in Hollywood. Um, we were active members of another church that was going through a very drastic change of leadership and the loss of their children's program. So we were looking for a place for our kids to connect and for us to have support as a family. I had lost my best friend. <laughs> she had moved away. Um, and everything in her life was just sort of upside down. Um, this summer. We were not happy <laughs> about it. It was really difficult. Um, and we really had a chance to practice trusting in God that he was faithful and that he was good even when it didn't look like it. Um, we had had our offer on a house had been accepted. This is the first time buying. We've been, wait we've been married 11 years and we've been hoping and dreaming and waiting for... Um, it really was a miracle that this house even came to us. And then... We were really struggling to cross the finish line. <laughs> um, it, everything, we were, couldn't get it insured because it was old and the roof was a mess and we had to give up our lease on our apartment and there were actually three weeks where we didn't have a home. Uh, we were living in my parents' house, um, great, think by God's provision. All our stuff was in a pod. <laughs> we didn't even have toys for our kids to play with. It was, it was, it was really scary and you all, we're right there for us in that time. We didn't even know this church existed. We Googled, like, churches in Hollywood <laughs> and walked in the door um, and were met with such love and such warmth. And we felt like family that first day right away. Our kids felt like family. Um, they left saying, when can we come back? Um, and that was, God just showed his faithfulness through that. And that he knew what we needed before we even knew we were going to need it. We, we were part of a very loving, active church family. We were members there for 14, 15 years. We weren't looking for it, but God knew um, what we needed. And I remember when we were waiting in this transition, just praying and praying, and there was a song, um, Elevation Worship, called Do It Again. And it was just about how, like, I've seen God be faithful. I've seen him answer prayer. I've seen, I've experienced healing. I've experienced his provision. And I'm going to believe that he's going to do it again, even when it doesn't look like it. And God did. We moved in. We have a home. We're much more secure now. Um, we have a church family. I have friends here. I, I really am so grateful for that. I, I, I needed that support. 
my kids needed that. They needed friends. My husband needs that. And we really feel like our relationship in God is growing through this church. There are things being renewed, this hunger for worship, this hunger for the word. And we really feel like God has been so faithful to provide for us and to meet all our needs. That's good. That's good. So I want you to say it. God is good. God is good. And all the time. God is good. Amen. You know, it's amazing to think about um, just even someone walking into a church and how they're met when they walk into church. You know, you can show up to church and have a lot going on, but your smile, your question, your hug to someone new might make all the difference in the world for them. And it did for them. And so we're so glad that you're part of the worship team. What are, what are some of your hopes for the next year? You've been here three months. You just became a member today. What are your and Paul's hopes for the next year at New City? I love serving in worship. And I have a heart for worship and for children. Um, I'm trying to follow some of Virginia's advice right now about being careful about how much I jump in <laughs> with right away. But something that's really on my heart is just to um, encourage children in worship. Um, I'm actually helping the kids learn a couple songs for Christmas right now. And I, I'd like to be able to, to keep on growing in that area. Um, I'd like to encourage other adults in worship. Um, you know, I, I really feel like that's when you said, like, how is everybody not worshiping Jesus? You know, and so many of this is what I love about this church. You all are like a choir out there. It is awesome the way that you just pour out your heart to God, and it takes very little effort up here. Like, you just say something small, and you guys are ready to go, and that's just so beautiful. So I'd like, I'm, I'm excited to see where God's going to grow me and my family in that area, specifically worshiping children. Yeah. And one of the, let me just honor Paul for a minute. One of the amazing things about Paul is he'll, the family will come together when Becky helps with worship, and Paul chases three little human beings around for an hour and a half. And I'm like, bless you, brother. You know, he's sweaty by the time service starts. But we appreciate your family being here and how you serve. So let's thank Becky. Becky, thank you so much. Appreciate you. I'll share briefly just why I wanted John McKay to come up. John McKay has stepped into leading our neighborhood outreach Saturday, our Walk the Neighborhood. And one thing I love about John is he just sees God in the details in our church. We had a leaders meeting about a few weeks ago, and he was just like, it's so awesome that we all bring sandwiches to share. And I was like, why? And he's like, well, it's just like, we're all contributing as part of the family. And John's like that. He just sees little things that we're like, I didn't think of that. But, you know, he said that he's been part of other places where everything's catered. And he just said it's so cool just to see people going, I'll bring something and, and give my part. And then even as he's gone out in the neighborhood walk, he's really bonded with Vaughn and Monica and going to the laundromat near where you guys have lived before and just reaching out with the love of Jesus in there. So I'm sad he can't be here this morning, but maybe we'll bring him up to hear from him another time. Uh, but a dear brother, and I'm glad that he's going to start leading that neighborhood walk. I'm going to ask on our uh, for, uh, Manny and Monica to come forward. Come on up. And as you come up, um, 
Monica is attached to Vaughn. Vaughn's in the back, raise your hand. And Manny is with Nydia. Nydia, can you raise your hand? There she is. Have a seat. And Manny, Manny leads our tech team, so that's why he's walking around with a camera. But I'm going to give you this microphone. And, you know, we talked about with Becky how God is good and faithful through the church. But I asked Manny and Monica to answer some questions just about how God is good and faithful even when life is hard and difficult. Um, so let me just start off by asking you two, what specific challenges have you each been walking through in this last season? In this season for me, it's been, got my tissue. <laughs> in this season for me, it's truly been my job, my place of employment. Um, I've been met with many obstacles and I'm truly feeling like I'm being attacked because I'm a Christian. And not saying that they're not, but I don't see any of the signs so I believe that um, being attacked because I believe what I believe in, I'm not going to back down. And it's not like that I'm walking around saying Jesus is Lord, but I'm living it. I'm living it, and I'm being attacked by it. So I'm just going to stand firm in my belief that Jesus is Lord, and he's good, and he has me there for a purpose. Because I have my coworkers who are going through the same things, and they're saying to me, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. How can you stay quiet when you're being screamed at, when you're being yelled at, when you're being done so wrong? And I said, because it's the love of Jesus. I've been through worse than this. I've been, like my whole life, if you ask me an age that I was coming up, and I'll tell you a story. And inside of that story is gonna be maybe like five more stories. I mean, negative. Can I just sidebar for a minute? because I'm a recovering drug user. And I found Christ, and once I found Christ, then I had a whole new meaning for life. Amen. Okay, so I feel like I'm being attacked because that I'm not that person anymore, I'm a new person. And I wanna say this also, during the times that I was on drugs, um, most people, if you ask them, don't, they won't know me as Monica Thomas. They don't know her. They know me as Renee Sutton. So God has been so gracious to me that he changed my name. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm going to stay standing on his word and believing that he is good. And because people are watching me and they're waiting on my reaction. And I'm not reacting. I'm just, I'm not reacting. I'll just say, God is good. Thank you, Lord. And I'll just keep proclaiming God's grace. And I'm free. I'm free in him. Amen. After that long answer question, what was the question again? <laughs> let me in this say the, season. Let me say one, let me say one thing. Uh, no, no, you, you, did, you, you did, you did, you did, you did, you did great. Let me say this first before we ask Manny the same question. Um, you know, Monica's been part of this experimental life group that we've been doing that we just announced. And it's been our privilege to walk with her through this hard season and pray for her every week and let her bring those tears to group and be part of it in community. Um, so, so I'm sorry. So I must thank Chad. I don't see him. And Pastor, because where's Chad? That prayer that you gave me, that you, it gave me strength. It gave, it gave me my hope back. It gave me my hope back. Okay. And then Pastor came right behind you on Sunday, saying, "Ring the prayer. Ring the prayer. Oh, I don't need it. Like, <laughs> ring the prayer cord. Ring the prayer bell. And pray boldly. So that's where I am. Thanks, New City." Amen. for accepting me. 
Manny. Tell me about the specific challenge you've been facing in this season of life. In this season of my life, I've been dealing with uh, a physical issue. Six years ago, I got a kidney transplant. And uh, a couple of months back on my 40th birthday, I sat in a hospital with my wife being told that my kidney no longer functions. And uh, man, it was totally a different vibe. I wasn't, I, I sort of told myself I was sort of ready. I knew it was eventually gonna get to that point. I was having complications when I lived in Houston, coming back to Hollywood, um, thinking about possibly the fact. But then when it happens, uh, I'm not gonna, I got hot for a minute, just keeping it real, I got mad. Uh, and I was like, wow, Father, like six years, this thing has lasted, I was doing all these things. But uh, through it all, God has seen me, uh, and he's shown me not just, that word community and God's extended family, like, I remember three years ago, I went to the OBJ Center over there in Hollandale. I was one of the dudes that came by just doing exactly what I'm doing right now, grabbing a camera, a camera and shooting some video, because back then was my first time sort of working with Pastor John. And funny how it is, three years later, I'm here, I'm actually working here, I'm a part of the team. Um, but I've seen the word God's extended family. I know we, the hashtag is thrown everywhere and people just say it to say it. It's a real deal thing. Um, and I'll tell you what happened to me. I said this earlier this year to Pastor John. I told him, I remember the day that I was told that my kidney was, was I remember hearing the doctors outside. You know, they, it's really small. Everybody's talking really loud. I could hear the doctor saying, yeah, we're going to tell him he has to go back to dialysis. Imagine you having a regular life and then having to go back to this extensive schedule of Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You're there four hours. You're cramping up. You're, it's just, it's a whole nother life. You're back you know, plus I have a son, a wife. Uh, I'm trying to do all these things. So I went from this normal life to boom, I'm back. And you can easily get caught up and get mad. You can get sour. You can get depressed. You can start questioning God. But I remember when I wasn't, when I was on dialysis before, uh, after, before those six years, I remember telling myself all the time, no matter what, Father, I'll follow you. No matter if I'm ill, no matter Amen. if I'm sick, no matter if. And back then, I didn't have a child, which I was praying for 10 years to have one. I have one. He's in the back. We were praying one day, maybe we have a house. God gave me that. And it's not just because of what he gave me, because he didn't have to give me anything. Honestly, I just wanted him to give me a kidney so I could function correctly. But I'm reminded of all that, and I'm reminded of God's extended family. And this is not just a promo. I sat in the hospital, I remember this, and I've been in church a long time, okay? So it's not just some gimmickety line so we sound cool. If this is really powerful for me. This is something so small but so powerful for me extensively in my own personal life. I was sitting in the hospital um, and my wife was home here. That's a stressful situation. You're a husband. You're like, why am I in the hospital? My wife is at home with my kid. Anything can happen. And I remember my doorbell, I have a ring, a ring doorbell thing where you can see who's at your door. And I remember I get a notification, it's late, man, it's like eight or nine, the thing sounds, I look through the camera and I see somebody from the church is actually at my front door bringing food to my wife and my kid. And that seems like whatever to anyone, but for me, that's a whole nother level of what you see, what you don't see here. This, we come and we, and we come together as a community on Sundays, but what you don't see away from this is the powerful thing of why I love this church and the pastor here. And why I've continued to say, wow, Father, through it all and my situation, you've been faithful. Amen. Amen. Quick, quick question. One piece of advice that you would give someone sitting out here who's walking through a hard challenge. 
do the right thing even when you're being done wrong. God is watching. He's faithful. And he honors. He's faithful and he will honor your faithfulness. Manny? Two things. Stay in community and stay connected. It's vital. And when I say stay connected, like continue to seek the Father outside of this. And, and ooh, when I say this to you, I'm saying it to me. So like <laughs> when you're not, when you think like things are going wrong or things aren't going, they're not aligned exactly how you want them to be, then continue seeking the Father privately and then stay connected, which means I've had issues even here where I'm not all the way there. Like I'm, my heart is in another place. My mind is going at 100, but I've continued to make the decision to stay connected. Well, what you need from me, Pastor Dave? What, what you need? John, what do you need me to do? You need me to grab a camera? You need me to go grab a chair? You need me to, like, it's just a community aspect of it, just being around those kind of people. Because if you get around the wrong people, then you know what sort of happens there. So want to make sure that you're around like-minded individuals. So stay connected and keep community. Amen. I want to pray uh, for both these friends, and we're going to pray some bold prayers for them. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we thank you for both of your children that sit up here. We pray boldly that you would help Monica persevere. We pray that you would give her um, joy in the midst of a hard thing, Lord, that you would give her just the, the wise words to say. We pray that she might even be able to lead her coworkers who are opposing her to you. Only you can do that. And so we pray boldly that your spirit would be at work in their lives and that even though they're resistant to Monica and her faith, they might undeniably know that there is something different about her and we pray that you would help her uh, be sustained there and show her co-workers who you are we pray for our brother manny lord we thank you for his perseverance and the grit that it's taken to go through this season we thank you um, just for his words of encouragement about the importance of community we pray first of all that you would sustain him and nydia and josiah as they Deal with this weekly, uh, every other day cycle of dialysis, Lord. It can just be tiring and discouraging. We pray that you would pick up his spirit. But, Lord, we pray more than that. We, we pray that you would touch his body. You have all power. And so we don't know if it is your will, but we pray boldly that you would heal his body. And we know that you're good whether you heal or whether you don't, but we know that you can. And so we ask by that your mercy that you would touch him that you would give him relief, and that you would heal him. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Let's thank them for coming up. <laughs> all right. Good stuff, isn't it? Good stuff. I'm going to close by asking Chris Curtis and Susan Nesper to come on up. Let's welcome them. Chris is connected with Jessica, and I don't see her here. Is she in with kids? Oh, she's homesick. Okay. Okay. Cameron's sick. Okay. Well, um, can you start off by each saying your name and what you do as a vocation? Um, my name is Susan Nesper, and I'm an autism teacher to eight little um, kindergarten and first graders. Awesome. My name is Chris Curtis, and I work as a chaplain at Holy Cross Hospital in Fort Lauderdale. And so I'm tasked with providing spiritual care to folks that have had pretty traumatic experiences, life-altering experiences, uh, some that are in hospice, and uh, also my coworkers. 
Chris, let me ask you first. Um, how have you seen God's goodness and faithfulness through your vocation? So it, it might sound a little weird, but uh, I've seen that probably most acutely through um, recognizing he doesn't need me. Um, when I walk into a patient's room, often they mistaken me for their physician. And because of what they're going through, they're looking for answers and they're looking for healing. And uh, they are met with disappointment when I tell them who I am. Uh, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're looking for, here's my cardiologist or whoever that may be, and help me. And uh, I, I have to correct them and tell them that I'm, uh, I'm the chaplain here. And um, so oftentimes they're, they are really disappointed to, to see me. And so I have to work to, uh, to garner their um, favor and to, uh, to get in there and see if I can actually help them. And, and so I've often thought that um, I need the right words and I need to, the, the right spiel. You know, what's the stick that I can use to convince them that, that I'm important to them? But if you can only imagine walking into a patient's room, not knowing what they're going through, what they've been through, but knowing that they have been through a very traumatic experience, that their life is forever altered, um, I don't know what to say. And that's the truth. I walk into most of those patients' rooms not knowing what to say. And yet, um, God is already at work in their lives. He was there before I showed up. He was already working in their lives, and he's allowing me. He allows me to be a part of it. He doesn't need me. I don't have the magic words. I don't have the magic recipe for them, but he allows me. And when I walk away so often, I realize he actually used me, right? <laughs> he permitted me to be a part of that, that person's life. And uh, so I recognize over the last year that I've done, done this, excuse me, that God is faithful and good and he doesn't need me. He's already at work, and he's allowing me to be a part of their lives. So. Amen. Susan, how have you seen God's goodness and faithfulness through your job, through your vocation? Um, I've definitely seen God um, use the kids that I work with to teach me patience. Um, uh, I need a lot of patience to do my job, and... Um, there's times when um, we've gone through difficult um, issues or challenges in my classroom, and I think, wow, God's really helping me grow in patience, and I have more patience now. And yet um, another um, complication comes up with another student, and it's like, I need more. I need more patience, God, and to really um, press into him and um, trust him. Um, and so God really uses my job to, um, to mold me, to be more like Jesus, to sanctify me. Um, uh, just to something that um, John was talking about um, in a past series was to remember that we're all image bearers and so um, in those moments when um, I get frustrated with my kids or um, I just um, trying to understand them what they're going through because um, they do communicate differently they learn differently and it's really hard they view the world very different from the rest of us um, to remember they're an image bearer and you love them so much more God than I do and 
you know, you want them to learn your word and to know who you are, and I'm just here for a period of time in their life to show them love when a lot of people don't show them love, when a lot of the world um, treats them, um, they belittle them, they treat them like they don't know a lot when they really do, and um, to remember that, um, yeah, they're beautiful image bearers, and um, so um, I love working with my kiddos. Um, God really uses them to teach me um, so many things about how to love people even when um, they're being difficult or when they're, um, my kids, some of them are, um, they're a little physical, you know, they hit, they kick, um, and to love them in that moment, you know, um, because um, they need it. And love always looks different. Sometimes it's, you know, um, giving discipline or it's um, telling them, teaching them the right way to deal with something. Um, so God's definitely um, teaching me a lot <laughs> in being their teacher. I just think it's so great to, to see how God is using people in our church, in our city. Like he's showing how he's good and how he's faithful. You know, as Chris walks with people at the very end of their life, and as Susan walks with children who have autism, just an awesome way that God's showing who he is. So I just want to end by asking you, how, uh, how would you have, if, if you could have everyone in the church pray for you, what would you tell them that you need prayer for in your vocation? Um, I really need prayer um, in knowing that, um, just to be reminded that God's always with me, because teaching's a very lonely job, but even more so as a special ed teacher. Um, Pretty much no one at my school understands <laughs> being a special ed teacher, except for the few other special ed teachers. So it's a very um, lonely profession. Um, you don't have a lot of people that truly can be in your shoes. So to pray to to pray for me to remember that um, that God understands in all those moments, and um, to still give me strength um, when I'm working with my kids and also with the other adults in the room, um, that we work well as a team because being a team is so important um, for the point of our children. Chris, how can we pray for you? In, in, uh, in my context, when I began, um, it was actually easier for me to create distance and, and be kind of callous to uh, the patients, the families, and uh, the circumstances, because I just didn't want to damage them. I didn't want to hurt them, and I didn't know what I was doing when I began. Um, but as I've progressed, um, I've tried to step into their circumstance and, and carry the burden with them, and uh, that's really hard. Um, it's difficult to walk away from that and to carry that home and, and uh, to be facing end-of-life circumstances, situations with people multiple times every single day and then uh, try to go home and get uh, attacked by three little ones and, and uh, be a dad and... and be a husband and those things. So it's really the uh, the empathy and um, being able to continue to provide empathy uh, every single day. It's it's really difficult. So that would be the thing that I would ask for. Sure. I'm going to have our worship team come back up. Our, our hope today was that you would just see how God's working in us and around us in a different way. How you would see that He is both faithful and good. And we're going to wind down our time by just saying Psalm 100 together again, but, but really letting uh, Jesus shine forth through that psalm. So would you stand with me?
Let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord Jesus. Acknowledge that Jesus is God. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Hold on real quick. It's not the Jesus. I misspelled that. So it should say for Jesus. Would you say that with me? For Jesus is good. And his faithful love endures forever, his faithfulness through all generations. Let's worship him. Thank you for listening to New City Sermon Podcast. For more information, check us out at www.newcityhh.com. We'll see you next week.